different messages every Sunday. I try to. One's been on Paul. The other one's been on Peter. And this is the last one for Paul this morning early. Check it out online. It's uh, how to be a real winner. Today, Peter, how to be a real servant. How to be a real, R-E-A-L, servant. Amen? Peter didn't start off that way. Peter started off as a fisherman. Not religious, good. He started off that way, but Jesus saw into this man's heart, into his soul, and he saw that this man was going to be somebody. And he hung it on him. He was not the first pope like people tell you. None of that, no. But he was the leader of the disciples. He was. He had all kinds of warts and wrinkles, all kinds of problems. He had emotional issues. We see it. I've talked about it. He'd cut your ear off in a heartbeat. He'd fillet you right up, buddy. Not a problem. He was a man's man, no doubt. You hear me? And he had issues. He had a little problem with cussing. We saw it happen in the Bible, didn't we? Yes or no? Okay? But you know what? Jesus loved him and was patient with him. And and Peter started listening. And he stayed in Jerusalem. And he was filled with the Spirit of God. And he became the finest preacher probably there ever was. Peter. Amen? Who would have thunk it? That fisherman by Galilee. And he became a real servant. I believe in his old age, he still had feistiness and, and he was tough, I bet. But I bet you there was a servant spirit about Peter. You wouldn't even recognize the two fellows, the one that started and the one that finished. You hear me? So let's learn from him today. Raj, we'll just have a little Bible study together up here today. A real servant. Let's roll. And welcome today if you're watching online. We thank you. I hope the Internet's back up and running. We had Something got fried last week, but uh, we're trying. Amen. Come on. Let's go. Attitude, 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 attitude. Being a servant is not telling people, I'm a servant. You do, you know, okay, I'm a servant. Yeah, yeah. You're arrogant and full of yourself, but you're telling us you're a servant? I don't think so. Did you know your attitude shows up before you ever get there? It's the real man of our true self. Attitude, attitude. Webster's defines attitude as this. My opinion, my feelings, interesting word, my posture. You know people can say, oh yeah, and they can tell you whatever. But you look at their face or the way they're standing, you know they're lying like, you know, like crazy. Amen? That ain't what they mean at all because you done seen it in their posture. Y'all hearing me or not? Say. Okay? So attitude, attitude. Attitude is everything. We've been saying that for years. Everybody says, attitude is everything. Well, it really is. It really is, especially in your servanthood. If you're going to be a servant, attitude. And Peter knew what it was to have to struggle. That's why I like him so much. He came from over here and went over here. Well, that's where all of us really are. Some of us are worse than others, like me. But the beautiful thing is that we can get there with the Lord's help and with humility. Keep looking. Attitude is the devil's battlefield. But unfortunately, we treat it often like a playground. Who said that? I did. I'm going to be famous one day. (laughs) It's the devil's battlefield. Attitude, attitude, attitude. Don't give me no attitude. You ever said that to somebody? You better watch your attitude with me. You ever said that to somebody? Say, come on. You see what I'm saying? Attitude. 
It's a battlefield, this attitude thing. Attitude. Say that with me. It's the real man of our true self. Well, I don't know why I got a bad attitude. Well, that's because who you are. No, no, I'm not really like that. Yeah, you are. You need to change. It comes through being humble and being a servant. Amen, say. Yeah, but I've always been that way. You're right. And you're going to always be that way unless something happens. Amen, say. Barely, barely I say unto you, this is Jesus talking to Peter. This is Jesus talking to Peter. Peter has gone back fishing. Now, Jesus is resurrected. He's appeared to him several times. Peter's gone back to his old way of life. He's a leader, so several of the other disciples follow him. John 21. They fished all night, didn't catch a thing. John sees somebody on the shore who talked to him, said, throw the net here, you'll catch a fish. And they caught a ton of fish. And John hollered, it's the Lord! The Bible says Peter was naked. I believe he had underwear on, I'm just saying. He jumped into the water. Swam to shore. Jesus met him with fish. And he said to Peter, Do you love me? He did it three times. How many times did Peter deny Christ in the scripture? How many times did Jesus ask him if he loved him on the shore? And finally the white light went on the last time. Peter was weeping. He was sorry. But he got it. He finally said, You know everything, and you know I love you. Boy, that's a big place to get in servanthood, is to know that God knows you. He knows what you're thinking. He knows your heart. You can be you. You don't have to impress folk. Get right there to where he sees inside of you, and he knows. You know everything, and you know I love you. That's what Peter told him. Right after that, this verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Jesus talking to Peter, when you were young, and that's who he is right now pretty much in this story. When you were young, you girded yourself. You walked where you wanted to walk. But when you're old, thou shalt stretch forth your hands. And another is going to gird you. Another is going to carry you. Where you don't even want to go. And later it's said of Peter that he was crucified upside down. Historians say, we don't know this. This is history. A lot of that stuff's wrong. Tradition. But it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> that if Peter would have been crucified upside down. Because he didn't find himself worthy to be crucified the same way his Lord was. You hear me, yes or no? Now that's tradition, don't know. But this was also speaking of that as well. So, when you're young, you're this way. When you're old, you're going to be this way. You're going to be full of yourself here and do what you want to do. And when you get old, you're going to learn to trust and somebody else is going to carry you. Did I lose you, yes or no? So, now Peter is old. Second Peter, first and second Peter, some of the last books in our Bible. Paul, the first service, wrote 13 of them. Peter didn't write a whole lot of books, but he did write these under the inspiration of the Spirit. Here's Peter speaking in second Peter. 
And that's who we're looking at. We want to learn, Peter. We want to learn how you did it. Especially us guys. Here's a man. He was rough. He had problems. He became a servant. Why can't you? And why can't I? We can. And we got this in the Scripture. We can see him. So here he is. He's old. Wherefore I'll not be negligent, Peter speaking, to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, this body, he's getting older, as long as I'm still here, to stir you up by putting you into remembrance of some things. Y'all with me? So did I lose you with the Scripture? Hang in here with me. Knowing, Peter writing, talking, that shortly I must put off this body. Guys, I'm going to die. It's not going to be long. Even as our Lord Jesus showed me. That was back in John 21. I just read it to you. If you keep reading, go check it out. It talks about his death, he'll suffer. When he's young, younger, and it happened later. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my what? Help me, my what? To have these things always in your, in your mind. We're going to learn today from him how to be what he became, a servant. But not a phony baloney servant. You know what I mean? You go to church and people are nice to you. You see them out in the community, they treat you like dirt. Listen, if you do that here, I'm ashamed of you. You hear me? Yes or no? We should be just like we are here out there. Yes or no? Amen. Come on! Amen! Come on! That's why some weeks you get me and I'm crabby. That's the way I am at home sometimes. The point is, is that we need to be real. Our town needs us to be real. Amen? Come on, we're, we're, the, we're the breath breathing on this community new life. We're one of the churches that's doing that, guys. We don't want to give them some oxygen that's going to kill them. Amen, say. Or laughing gas. They get that out of a lot of Christians. Because <laughs> they don't believe you. Amen? We want to give them the real thing. Amen? So, that's the deal. So, the devil's battlefield, the mind, the attitude, you're not just going to be a Servant off the bat. Why? Because you have an adversary, the devil. Who wrote that incredible verse? Peter. Look at it. I have an adversary, the devil, who wants to knock me off my course in my life and, and me being a servant. One of the greatest verses in the Bible on Satan and fighting Satan, who wrote it? Peter. Who better to write it than Peter? Jesus said, Peter, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. And so he gives us one of the greatest verses on the devil. You need to really see it. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may what? Devour. Satan wants to destroy you, to eat you. He wants you to do anything with your life other than become a servant of Jesus Christ. So be careful. That attitude. The most effective way to knock me off course is through my what? 
Attitude, attitude. I've got to have the right attitude when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to money, when it comes to everything in my life. To be grateful, to be thankful, to be humble, to be appreciative. This is huge in my life. If that attitude sneaks in there and I get full of Gary, full of myself, full of bull, I'm in a mess and i got some problems. So here's the enemy's plan. The enemy's plan is to derail my life. Y'all with me or not? This isn't that long, this part right here. Derail my life. He wants to break my spirit and mess me up on the inside. He wants to derail my life by breaking my spirit and messing me up on the inside. He wants to mess with my head, mess with my mind, get me to think I don't matter, I am no good, I am nobody, or the other, I am great, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I'm all the two sides of the coin. That's all he's got. He wants to derail my life. There's nothing else that he wants to do. Number two, he wants to distract me, not just derail me. He wants to distract me from succeeding, from succeeding. Succeeding how? In my quest to live for Jesus Christ, to be a servant, to love people, to love him, to praise him, to honor him, to give to him, to live for him. He wants to distract me by trying to turn my focus from prospering to having a pity party. Now, I ain't talking about prospering getting money like a lot of TV preachers teach on. No, 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 no. Prospering is to being a servant. You hear me, yes or no? Prospering is loving, loving your wife, loving your young ones, loving your friends, being loyal, being a good person, being honest. That's prosperity right there, baby. You hear me? Come on. So, but he wants to distract you. Prospering is what? To serve others. It's to be humble. It's to be obedient. It's to finish in your life. Not be just a flash in the pan. Oh, I serve God. I remember back in the day. Well, what happened to today? Say, are you dead? Are you wanting to be? We might get a rain jet for you. Listen. Listen, you're alive. Yeah, but I'm old. But you're somebody. You're special. You, listen, you say, I'm old. Well, great. You live in a community with a lot of other older people. Who better to reach some other older people than you? Amen, say. Or to take them a meal or to care for them or to go to their house and help out a little bit. You might be better off than they are. Say, amen or oh me. To volunteer. The other day I was going in for therapy at the hospital. I'm there three days a week with my back. I'm having all kinds of issues. I've been doing it for years. Trying to avert another surgery on my back. And uh, God's been good to me. But I go in there, and, and who do I not see in therapy just walking around, serving, folding towels and taking dirty laundry? Norma, who makes the flowers out here on Sunday morning, who's helping in hospitality. What a delightful person I could run into early in the morning when I'm feeling like yuck. And there she is serving. Beautiful. Amen? He wants to distract us. Yeah, praise the Lord for servers in the church and in our town. So this is his plan to, de to derail me, to distract me, and then to do what in my mind? To discredit me. To discredit me in my own head by trying to convince me that I'm powerless, I have no hope, I have no future. This is the devil's plan to ruin you from ever becoming the servant that God wants you to be. So that's his plan. Number four, he wants to cause dysfunction in my spirit. That's why you're messed up. That's why you have these struggles. That's why you're like, you know, you go back and forth like a yo-yo. This is his plan. 
He wants to cause dysfunction. He wants to paralyze me with, say those last words, fear and what? You want to help your fear and anxiety? Serve. When I look at others and when I find, get my attention on other people and doing and helping, it's amazing. I don't have quite as much time to feel so sorry for myself. Amen? But he wants to paralyze us. And much of the church has been paralyzed to serving. It's what have you done for me lately? At Fellowship, we love Jesus and we love people. This is where I live. This is my town. Why in the world wouldn't I serve the people of my town where I live? Yes or no? Why wouldn't I say thank you to the girl there at the Publix that gives me my two half gallons of ice cream last evening? And you know what I usually tell them? I say, you know, I don't drink or do drugs, but I do ice cream. And I'm probably going to get to heaven one day and God will say, you know, you had a lot more years left, but you did way too much of that. But why not love these people? Amen or oh me? Don't be paralyzed by the devil. So what's God's plan? Servanthood, the attitude. Now, we're just sticking with Peter's writings. Now, I know I've been talking a good bit, but now we're going to go to more of his scriptures that he's written out of the inspiration of the Spirit. So first of all, we saw that one, you know, be sober, be the adversary of the devil goes by his roaring lion. Prior to that, he says this. God's plan. Here's God's plan. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So you got the devil out there. He wants to do these four things to you. He don't want you to have the good attitude, the servant's heart. No. This is God's plan. So how do I do God's plan then? How do I get it? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7, I love this verse, say it with me. Casting all your care upon him, for he what? That word care is the word anxiety, casting all your anxiety. Remember the old hymn years ago? See how many hymn lovers I've got. All your anxiety. All your care, who knows that? Bring to the mercy seat, leave it there. Never a burden that he cannot bear. Never a friend like Jesus. Written from this verse. All your anxiety. Humble yourself. Bring that fear and that anxiety. I can't serve. Who would, who would want me to help them? You bring it there. Amen? You fight back is what you do. I'm going to be a servant if hell freezes over. Amen? Say, it's going to happen. I'm going to make it. We're going to do this. Amen? I'm not going to stay over here my whole life and be who I've always been. I'm going to be what Jesus Christ wants me to be. And it doesn't come through fighting. and It does come fighting the devil, but it comes through humility. It doesn't come into church by getting to know the folks with the most money. Do you hear me, yes or no? And by the way, we don't have any political structure here, so you've got to rub shoulders with leaders here that are going to put you in positions of leadership because we don't have none of that. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Rub shoulders with each other. How about that? Amen. Say, love on each other. Okay? 
Anybody can serve here that wants to serve. Did you hear me or not? Amen? If you want to do it for the Lord's glory, now if you want to do it so we're going to worship you, ain't happening. Amen? Say. So I love that about this church. So, whom resists steadfast in the faith? This is the verse after verse 8 about the devil. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brother that, brethren that are in the world. Listen, Satan hates your guts. He wants to try to knock you off course. He wants to cause trouble in your life. I get all that. But listen, he does that to everybody else too. And I guess there's some other good servants, so why can't you be one? Amen. Say, so, that's the point. So, resist the devil. Resist the devil, the Bible says, with steadfastness. Steadfastness. Resist the devil, he said. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. What is steadfastness? A firm, unwavering, unchanging, unflinching. Say that last word with me. One, two, three, four. Determination. I'm going to resist the devil. I'm going to fight my pride. I'm going to fight my poor, pitiful, old me attitude. I'm going to be who God wants me to be. I'm going to serve the Lord. I can do this. I want to be a servant, but I want to be a real servant, not some made-up thing that I dress up and it ain't real. Delusion? Amen. Keep looking. So steadfastness. I have faith in God. I know that what I'm going through, others have already gone through. And they've succeeded and I will succeed. There's nothing that's going to come my way that's going to derail me from being the servant that God has for me to be on this earth. He's called me salt and light. That's what I am and that's who I'm going to be. Keep plugging. Keep looking. I'm all over the place a little bit, but that's okay. A real servant. Verse number 10. If you go back and listen to this, we're doing all the scriptures. We're just doing them in different ways. The God of all grace, Peter's speaking, he's old, he's about to die. The God of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you've suffered a while. A lot of people don't come to church anymore. They struggle with their faith because something bad happened. Let's do another quick test. We did it a few weeks ago, but one more time. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I got out of church in my life because something bad happened in my life. I just sort of quit. Can I see your hand? In the building. And that's, there's probably a lot more of you. Okay. You just don't want us to see it, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, you get knocked off course in life. Get back up, but stay low as you get up. Amen? Say, close to the floor. I call it the floor life. That's where you get when the fire's burning. You don't get up here, oh, look, it's a fire everywhere. You better hit your butt on that floor. And start crawling. That's the Christian life. Get on that floor and crawl, baby. Amen? Crawl through that suffering. At least we're getting somewhere. And get on to the other side. God will help you. The God of all grace who's called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you've suffered a while, he'll make you perfect. That word doesn't mean sinless perfection. It means mature. He'll mature you through these struggles with Satan. He'll establish you. He'll strengthen you. And he'll settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You can make it. Peter's looking back at his life. He's talking to folks saying, look, if I made it, if I can do the things I've done for God, you can do them. You can do this. This mission must continue. The old man, I'm sure he's thinking, will it keep going? Will they make it? You know, I did my part. Didn't do it just right. But he was the first. The early church. The God of all grace, 
the God of all grace, he gives us that little phrase there in his scripture, has called me into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, the God of all grace. Keep that in your mind. Push me, buddy. I will suffer and I will face struggles in my life, but with God's help, say that with me, I will grow what? Into maturity. I was thinking, I may have said this to you recently. Went through the hardest thing in my life six years ago. Married 28 years. Many of you know, you ah, I got to hear that again. Yeah, you do. Because I got people in here new every week. And the wife of all those years chose to be with somebody else. It killed me. I wanted to take my own life. But you know what? I didn't. <laughs> Thank God. Because Jesus is in me. I wear this to this day. I started making these years ago. and We got thousands out now probably called Jesus Strong. You got, how many have you Jesus Strong on today? A few of you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. They're free. They cut, well, you paid for them. They're out there. Amen. They're about a buck. But we want you to wear them if you want to. If you're weak like I am, because when I'm weak, I'm strong. That's what I learned through my crap and my struggle. I learned I can make it. And I made it the color of skin, so it's not about bragging. It's about Gary seeing it, not everybody else. Amen, say. But here was what I was going to tell you. So the last six years of my life to current, so the toughest thing in my life, harder than the murder of my mother, it's horrible I even say such a thing. But in the last six years of my life, during suffering, during pain, during I didn't think I could make it, I'm a nobody, I'm no good, I don't matter, blah, blah, blah. God has accomplished more in my life for Inglewood, Florida, for myself, for my wife Kim now, and little girls that are now my little girls, for our church. He accomplished more in my life not by myself, but, but I was part of it. He accomplished more in my life in the hardest times of my life in six years than when things were good. Did y'all hear me or not? Come on! Man! That's the message today. It's a little convoluted. I get that. I'm all over the place. But listen, that's the whole message today. I'm a much better, better pastor now than I ever was. Are you kidding? And I got a long way to go to get better. But the thing is, it's through the suffering that's made me relate to you. It's through the pain that's made me to relate to you. You know how happy I am. It hurts me that people go through pain. I had a lady this week. It was her kid that actually was encouraged when she heard, he heard that she was coming to see me for counseling. A kid at high school told her, I'm so glad you're going to see him. Told his mother that. And she's going through all kinds of pain in the family feeling just like I felt. And you know how much good it does me that I can look her in the eyeball and I can talk to her from experience and I ain't just quoting some scripture? Yes or no? Did I lose you? God has changed my life. You and I went out. Hey, brother, you and I went out. And we did fine, didn't we? Me and Tyler went out. Did fine, didn't we? I can talk to people because I've, I've had struggle in my life. Amen. Yes or no? But it's through that that God has made me the servant and that I'm on this path called the Peter path. 
Amen? Come on, because he was tough and mean as I am. Here we go. So I can grow into maturity. I will be grounded. That's what trouble does for me. It grounds me. makes me double down on my faith in Christ. I'm going to gain strength because when I'm weak, I am stronger. Amen? Because there's less of me to fuss at him and try to make excuses. When I'm weak, I hardly got no strength, and he shows up. Amen? Say, that's servanthood. I'll be glad in my heart, and I am, I am, I am, I am. I'm not the same person six years ago. Y'all tell me that every once in a while. Y'all come up to me and say, you look so happy. I don't know how I look. I think I look funny. And the Lord has given me Kim. Where you at, doll baby? Sweetie pie. How you doing? You know all them blast pictures? You're the best looking one up there. I'm just saying. Sorry, all you kids. Best looking one up there. Amen. So God's blessed me. Amen. Come on. This is my opinion. What does that mean? That's what that word attitude means. Is your opinion that I'm going to be a servant? Is your opinion that it doesn't matter what's happened in my life? Is your opinion I'm going to serve Jesus Christ? Is your opinion I'm going to humble myself? Is your opinion going to be this is what I'm going to do? Is that your opinion? Is that what you believe? You can do great service for the Lord. But, and, and the more pain you've had, the more qualified I think you are. It's beautiful. Beautiful. This is my feeling. That's what attitude is. This is my posture. Do you handle yourself as, oh, my gosh, everything's terrible in my life. Let me tell you about Jesus. How about you don't? You know what I mean? Come on. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't believe this happened, and this is terrible, but, oh, I love Jesus. Yeah, whatever. Come on, man. Come on, I'm not saying fake it till you make it. I was at a ball game the other night, and a big old kid, he's this big. He got this shirt, looks like a billboard. Fake it till you make it. I don't know. I didn't. I'm like, I'll get out of here. How about give it all you got, man, and try as hard as you can. Amen? Come on. I don't want to fake it. You can make it. Come on, a real servant. Moreover, I'll endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Don't forget what I told you about the devil. Peter says, don't forget that I told you that you, he's the God of all grace. You can make it. You can be strong. You can have a life like I've had. I was nothing. I was crazy. I was nobody. And look at what God did through my life. You can be this. How then are we supposed to serve? The first part of that chapter, we skipped a couple of verses. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder. I'm a witness of the sufferings of Jesus, a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed one day. He starts writing. This is his, he's, he's late in life now. Feed the flock of God which is among you. How do you be a servant? Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by what? constraint but willingly not for filthy what the church today is run by filthy money you can quote me on it you hear me today yes or no so much of it so we yeah it takes money to make things run i get that but that's not what we ever should be about or ever should be about yes or no amen it's about his kingdom it's about reaching people for christ that's what it's about. It's about helping others and loving other people. Not by filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. So you want to be a servant? Here's how you do it. Y'all ready or not? Say, you want to know what a real servant looks like? Here's what a real servant looks like. Right from the Bible, from the horse's mouth. 
And he ain't playing games right now. He's getting ugly. First of all, you don't serve grudgingly. You don't serve grudgingly. Not by constraint. Not by constraint. There's nothing worse than somebody helping somebody, and you know when they're helping you, they hate and helping you. Say, yes or no? Or nothing worse than working in church with folk that are serving but really don't want to be there. Did I lose you? Not grudgingly. You're not a servant, and you're not a real Now, I'm not saying you're not a servant. You're a servant. You're just a real one. You faking it till you make it. Number two, servanthood. We serve not how? Greedily. See you, buddy. God bless you. They have to have to get out of here early. It's not because they don't like me. It's because I preach too long. No, they got work and stuff. That's the way it goes. Praise God. That's good. We're not much longer. We serve not greedily. Well, I'll do it if you give me something. You know, I serve if you... Or we serve in the Lord's work to get us that new Cadillac or get us that new place or new whatever. Where did that come from? He didn't have a place to lay his head. Jesus didn't. Say, it's crazy. The church has bit this mess hook, line, and sinker. No, sir. That's not what Peter says. So how do you do it? Here's the word. Say that word lit up there. Willingly. So not grudgingly, not for money. How do I become this real servant? Willingly. Amen? I'm going to serve willingly. It might not, you might not even think you know how to do something. That's okay. Just will to do. And see if the Lord won't help you find a spot where you can be serving and helping people. Serve willingly. Here's how we do it. We serve how? Say it with me. Readily. Now, who said all this? Peter did. Boy, did he say a mouthful in that verse right there. Ready mind. Readily. Readily. Well, I'll think about it. 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 They're dead. It's okay. You missed it. Sorry. Come on. Today's a day of salvation. This is a day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. You're not promised tomorrow that you're going to live tomorrow and do this and that. Do it today. Yes or no? Amen. Readily. Readily. I'm not talking about just church work. I'm thinking about serving that attitude and serving in your community, serving in your family, coming off that high horse and getting humble and coming on down and being who God wants you to be. Amen? Neither, verse 3, as being lords over God's heritage. So, here's another thing about serving. We don't serve. Say that big fancy word with me. Intimidatingly. Now, I've got a real way of communicating. I can be loud, horseful. I can be a little humble and kind sometimes. Quiet. What I'm saying is we're not called for me to get up here on a Sunday and browbeat you into service. You understand? Here's the deal. If all of you quit serving, how about I'll quit serving too? How about that? That ain't no good plan, is it? Oh, how about I serve and you serve? How about that plan? Amen. Say, we serve together. You know, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect. 
But together we can serve. But not by me intimidating or making you give because, you know, you know, God's... No, not going to do it. Yes or no? Amen. I'd rather spend my time telling you you matter. You have value. Amen? You can serve the Lord. You're somebody. If you're divorced, let me tell you something. You're not a piece of crap. Excuse me. Amen? Say. Yeah, praise the Lord if you, you agree with me on that one. Come on. Because that's how you feel. Right? Yes or no? That's how you feel. Is that how you feel sometimes? Say. Yeah. You're not ever a piece of crap. Excuse my language today. I'd much rather spend my time like that than intimidating you. Amen? Yes or no? Now, in the ball field, that's different. Here we go. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but by being examples to the flock. So how are we to serve? Not intimidatingly. We're to serve how? Livingly. 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 That's how we're to serve here. I'm to lead and you're to lead. Not just me. We're both leaders. And others can follow our example. Yes or no? Amen? And when the chief shepherd shall appear, that's Jesus, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all, that's not necessarily age, but it is a little bit. It's expected that as you get older, you should become more humble and more Christ-like and more of a servant. It should happen that way. It doesn't already it always happen that way. But we should submit to that. Yea, all of you be subject to who? I'm subject to you. You're subject to me. You're not any more subject to me than I am to you. Y'all hear me or not? You're the pastor. I'm subject to you. No. We're subject to the Lord. I got problems. You got problems. How about together we work on those and know he's the right way to go? Amen? Come on. So how do we serve then? We serve how? Say it with me. Submissively is how we serve. Now, this is the old man writing. He didn't submit to nobody probably when he was young. He's learned, submit yourself to one another. And we serve how? Not proud, but how? Humbly. Can you imagine the blast programs a year old? And here are successful people, teachers, educated people, career people that take time on a Sunday night. And they get together and work with kids. Do you know what 6th, 7th, and 8th graders think and say? They're crazy. But these folks are humbling themselves with Jen leading and others coming alongside and leading with her. And they're humbling themselves to work with these kids. And we saw the fruit of it today on the screen. Servanthood. Amen? This should be my attitude. Servanthood. This should be my attitude. It was Jesus' attitude, guys. Exactly what Peter did was Jesus' attitude. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation, and he took upon him the form of a what? And he's God. He was made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. He became obedient unto what? Death, even the death of the what? He says, take up your cross and what? Follow me servanthood, a real servant. Oh, you can see one when you find one. And I'm going to tell you something right now. we got some awesome servants at Fellowship Church. Can we praise the Lord for that? Awesome servants at Fellowship Church. I love you. I love you. And every one of us can be one. We can all do this. This is exciting, man. This is our town to serve 
to be alive. Come on, man, help us. Jesus said, I'll not grasp for power. I'll not hang on to heaven. I'll not desire a reputation when I come. I'm the son of God. I'm the son of God. I'm the son of God. Bow before me. He should have said that he didn't. I'll serve others. I'll be humble. I'll be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Servanthood is our message today. Peter finishes by saying this. He's done. You therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest you also being led away with the error of the wicked. You know what I told you is right, Peter says. You know servanthood is the right thing. You know what I've told you is right today in the church. But beware that you don't get led away by the error of the wicked one. And you fall from your own steadfastness. And you get lazy and sorry. Be careful. Verse 18. Say it with me if you don't mind. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Peter's last words that we have. To Him be glory both now and forever. What a man. Peter. I love this guy. Don't you? I do. I do. He was a real what? Let's praise the Lord for His word this morning. Amen. Come on. We're done. Woo! We should be. It's a long time.